Mark Vientos is the early favorite to be the Mets DH this season. Will he win the job out of camp? I'll break it all down on today's show. You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. On the show today, we're going to talk a little bit about Mark Vientos. The Mets have not got a lot of production from the DH spot over the last couple of years. Is it Vientos' job to lose? I'll go through that a little bit in the first segment. In the second segment, I'll talk about the projections for Vientos this season, what we can expect him to do. Then in the final segment, we'll just talk about the competition in camp, and if not Mark Vientos, then who? Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Ficklestein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on X at FicklesteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing at JustBaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers who join today will get $150 in bonus bets. Your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Now, over the last two years since the Universal DH came into place, the New York Mets have struggled to find any production from that spot. First, it was J.D. Davis and Dominic Smith and even Robinson Cano. You might not remember that one all the way back in the beginning of 2022. And it didn't work out throughout that season. Eventually, they get Daniel Vogel back. He performs well as one half of a platoon. But Darren Ruff was awful. Then you go to last year, and it was you know Daniel Vogel back to start. And, of course, Mark Vientos eventually got called up to be a platoon partner. None of it ended up working. The Mets just have not found steady production from that spot. In 2022, their DH production ranked 21st in baseball. Last year, it ranked 24th in baseball. So they have been waiting to find an answer at this position. And this offseason, they could have gone out and signed somebody. Justin Turner was a free agent, signs with the Blue Jays. Warrior Soler was a free agent, signed with the Giants. J.D. Martinez is still a free agent. The price might be dropping each day. We don't know. But as of this moment, he's not going to be a New York Met. They're going to stay internal which leads to the competition in camp right now, which is supposed to be Mark Vientos' job, you would think, but you still have DJ Stewart, who's going to be vying for playing time. You have Starling Marte, who might need to get off his feet a little bit in the outfield, so he might get some DH opportunities throughout the season. You have G-Man Choi and Luke Voigt, who were just signed because they saw this job as one they could go out and win. These are guys that have plenty of MLB experience. They looked around the league. They said, oh, I can beat Mark Vientos and DJ Stewart to get a starting job or the Mets release, just get a job on the Mets. And Luke Voigt said it pretty straight up, said, no, I've won a job in spring training before. Mark Vientos has some competition right now. But this is a make-or-break year for him, maybe not for his career, but in the Mets organization. This guy has been a prospect in this org for a very long time. He was drafted all the way back in 2017, a second-round pick. He was so young at the time, he was 17 years old playing in rookie ball. He just turned 24. He has spent eight years in this organization now, so about a third of his life, he has been a New York Met. It's almost like Wilmer Flores back in the day. When he got traded, it's like, I've only known being a Met. 
If you think Mark Vantos doesn't want to stay with this organization, team that he's been with for a long time now, he just don't understand the emotions of a player and what it means to you know, come up through an organization step by step. He would love nothing more than to grab a starting spot and thrive in the big city that he's been dreaming of playing at since he was 17 years old. And he has accomplished things every step along the way. You look back through his minor league career, held his own when he was 17 years old in rookie ball. Stayed in rookie ball in 2018 and broke out, hit 287, 389 on base, 489 slugging percentage, had 11 home runs in 60 games. That's when he really put his name on the map. 2019, struggled a little bit playing in low A, but still had 12 home runs, 27 doubles, and 100-plus games there. So a good enough season. COVID happens. He doesn't get to play in 2020. In 2021, the Mets just put him right up in double A, and he didn't play any high A baseball. They had Brett Beatty coming along, so they needed to have a spot for him. They put him in high A. They put uh, Vientos in double A. And he thrived. He hit 281, 346 on base, 580 slug, hit 22 home runs in 72 games. That's when everyone started to notice Mark Vientos and that light tower power that he has. He got the bump up to AAA, played 11 games, thrived there as well, got on base at a 395 clip, hit three more home runs, finished the year with exactly 25 home runs in only 83 games played. Then 2022, spent the whole year basically in AAA. Hit 280, 358 on base, 519 slug, had 24 home runs, a 129 WRC plus. Again, that's a league adjusted stat measuring a league average of 100. So he was 29% better than your league average hitter. Gets his first cup of coffee in the big leagues and struggled. And then last year, split between AAA and the big leagues, he did not perform at the big league level, but did have to spend 61 games uh, in Syracuse and hit 306 with a 387 on base and a 612 slug. He has done everything you possibly could in the lower levels of the minor leagues all the way up through AAA to prove that he is a big leaguer. And I do believe right now he is a big league hitter. But can he produce consistently? Can he find an everyday role for himself? This is the year to prove it. And the Mets are giving him every opportunity. And to his credit, he is doing all the little things that you would ask from a young player. Something as small as, you know, showing up and being the the elf for Christmas for the Mets, uh, those charity events, to being in camp early, to working out at Francisco Lindor. He is trying to make a good impression, but what's going to matter is his performance on the field. And I don't think you're going to take too much from spring training at bats from the Grapefruit League action, but you're going to take a lot from how he looks and all those drills that the Mets are putting him through right now. How he looks in live BP, just the, the overall package of the player that he seems to be as they are getting a great look at him right now throughout camp. 24 years old. This is his time. He's got well over 160 games played in AAA. To end up back in AAA again this season because Luke Voigt beat you out for a job, that that's I wouldn't say it wouldn't completely mark the end for Vientos, but it's certainly a, a, a damning thing if he can't at least break camp with the team. And even further, to win this job. Because if all things are equal, if the numbers in spring training are close and the at-bats look you know, pretty similar to the coaches and staff, and they got to choose who's going to start on opening day, Mark Fientos, a former top prospect who's 24 years old, or DJ Stewart, who's you know, verging on journeyman status here, a 4A type player who, hey, had a great 
little stretch with the Mets last year. I said last year when it was all happening that he deserved to be on the team the next year, that I'd prefer to see DJ Stewart than Daniel Vogel back, and I stand by all of it. I think he could have a nice little role in the Mets this year. But this organization is going to give that opportunity to Vientos first because the upside is there. In each of the last three years, he has hit exactly 25 home runs. Can he now do that completely at the big league level, at the DH spot? I want to talk about the projections for Mark Vientos, where they see him producing this year, what the best version of him looks like, and if he can get to it. So we'll talk about all of that stuff in the next segment. First, though, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. It's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Also, you got MLB futures right now. So if you want to go and bet on the Mets to make the playoffs, for them to win the NL East, probably a long shot. But hey, you want to throw a little sprinkle down? You can do that. You'll find... Uh, odds on Pete Alonso, whether it's winning the MVP or if you want to bet on his over on home runs. I believe I saw it today. It was at 41 and a half. I think he's going to hit that over. You look at Kodai Senga's strikeouts. I believe that was at 197 and a half. So you can bet the over if you think Senga's going to get to 200 strikeouts again. There are so many different ways you can look at the Mets season through FanDuel. And again, if you place that $5 bet, you win it, you're going to get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. What can we expect from Mark Fiantos this season? You go to Fangrass and look at the projection models. They are forecasting a batting average between 230 and 245, and on base percentage between 285 and 310. They have him hitting anywhere between 14 and 20 home runs. Walk rates around 7 8%. Strikeout rates in the high 20s, if not over in the 30s. And really just a guy that has power, but not a ton else going with his game. If you look back at his minor league career, though, this is a guy that consistently was able to hit over 280, was able to get on base at a 350-plus clip, a guy that was able to walk at a 10% clip or better. Can he find that success in a big league lineup? I don't know if it's immediate, but I do think there is a world where Mark Fiantos can be a 280 hitter in the big leagues, where he can get on base at a 360 clip and slug over 500. I have believed in him as a prospect for a long time. I mean, it was all the way back in 2022. might have been 2021 even. Actually, probably not 21. He got to AAA. Maybe it was 21. I, I don't even know at this point. But there's been years where I was banging the table saying, give Mark Vientos all those at-bats that you're eating up with J.D. Davis. Let's flip those two guys. Let's see what he has. And he has not had consistent playing time in the big leagues yet. Last year, yes, he certainly got some run at various stages and down the stretch in September, he was playing pretty much every day and he did hit six home runs in that month. But I want to see what it looks like when he is just free of mind going out there. And I think having a rookie manager is, is going to be really good for some of those young players. Vientos, Beatty, Alvarez. I think all of them are going to really um, get a, a boost just from not having a baseball icon and Buck Showalter guy. that's just 
been around the game forever that you're trying to impress for playing time. To have a rookie manager, I think it's just something that's a little bit easier for them to process. A guy that something closer to the coaches they've had throughout their minor league careers. I think that's going to be huge. I think the lowered expectations for the team is going to help these guys. A big issue with Vientos last year is how much, not only did he strike out, but how little he walked. A walk rate less than 5%. You're just not competitive in the box. It's that simple. The projection models, like I said, have him at 7 8%. That is an improvement. But can Mark Vientos be the hitter he was in the minor leagues? Can he identify pitches enough to walk at a 10% clip? If he did that, I think it's going to have a massive benefit on his game. I really do, because not only is he going to get on base at a higher clip, obviously, but if he is seeing the baseball well enough to walk at a 10% clip, even if he's striking out 30% of the time, I just have a feeling he's going to get himself in so many better hitters counts where he's going to be able to do damage. And he's going to be able to hit for a higher average, and he's going to be able to pop more home runs. If you look at the 80th percentile outcome of Mark Vientos, according to Zips, so this is a projection model. It's a computer system. They're running his numbers in the minor leagues and the big leagues and finding you know comparisons throughout uh, MLB history and, and running a model basically to figure out what's the top outcome. That's the 80th percentile. What's the lowest outcome, the 20th percentile. Somewhere in the middle, you find the actual zips projections that they're going to put up there at fan graphs. His 80th percentile outcome is a 270 hitter with a 332 on base and a 515 slug. If he did that, you're looking at a guy who's putting up a near 850 OPS. He would have a 130 WRC plus according to the model. So that's 30% better than your league average hitter. That is great production from the DH spot. I mentioned it before. Mark Vantos has hit exactly 25 home runs each of the last three years. I think last year it was nine in the big league, 16 in AAA in a short sample size. Then you are, I mean, 60 plus games basically. So a lot of home runs in that ballpark. Then you go to the year before, it was 24 in AAA, one in uh, the big leagues. And the year before that, it was 22 in AA and three in AAA. If this year is solely playing for the big league club, he does have a minor league option left, but I'm hoping he stays up with the Mets all year. If he could hit 25 home runs, he can get that average over 250 and walk at a 10% clip. So the on base is around 320, 330. That slug's going to be probably over 450. If he can get his OPS over 750, it doesn't necessarily mean that he is the impact hitter that is changing the Mets lineup, but he would be a really nice piece in the mix. And also defensively at third base, that is something that he has worked on. If he can start at third when you got a tough lefty on the mound, so Brett Beatty can get a day, you don't have to expose him to left-handed pitching too much. That would be another big boost for the New York Mets. Then long-term, I don't know if you would come off that type of a season and say, yeah, let Pete Alonso walk. I certainly don't think so. But you could think going into next year as far as the DH spot, all right, we got a pretty good option. And between Vientos, Ronnie Mauricio coming back from injury, all the other top prospects coming up, that's not a position you would have to address. You could, but it might just be, all right, sign Pete Alonso in free agency. Or, hey, if you can get a Juan Soto, I think that's going to be a running topic for the next year until these guys actually hit the market because Mets fans have been hoping for a Soto-Mets um, union for a long time now. And all those different things are going to come into play next offseason. 
what Mark Vientos does won't necessarily impact their their course in free agency, but it's certainly going to impact you know, his standing in the organization. Are they in a position where they're trying to flip him at the trade deadline or deal him in the offseason? Or is he a piece they're thinking that can, if nothing else, be a, a bat that's in their lineup or on their team for the next four or five years? This is a huge season for Mark Vientos. And you look at that competition in camp, and it's hard to think that he ends up anywhere else but in the starting lineup on opening day. I really believe that to be the case. So I want to go through the other options. How does this end up falling out where Mark Vientos is not starting on opening day as the Mets DH? We'll go through that in just a minute. First, though, today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience are what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. EV Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks to exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, EV Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts to choose from for your car or truck, you're always going to find exactly what you're looking for with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. For all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay's guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. If not Mark Vientos, then who? Who is the DH of the New York Mets? DJ Stewart is certainly an option. Luke Voigt's an option. G-Man Choi is an option. Look at what G-Man Choi did last year. It was an awful season for him. Barely even played too much in the big leagues. Now, 2022, he did put up a 729 OPS, and that's all fine and well, but if you're going to have G-Man Choi as your DH, or even, I mean, defensively, he's pretty solid. So, you know, he could obviously keep Pete off his feet a little bit. He can play some first. Pete DH is some. However, that combination would work out. It's definitely not an upgrade from Daniel Vogelback. We'll say that. Luke Voigt did put up some absurd numbers in AAA last year, but it was AAA. Does he really have more left in the tank? And... If you're in a position where the Mets option Mark Vientos before the start of the season and then run out a Luke Voigt, DJ Stewart, platoon at DH, it just feels like the same story all over again. So in my eyes, the only way this should end is Mark Vientos as the DH on opening day or they should sign J.D. Martinez. And we've talked about this enough, and it, it doesn't feel like it's going to happen. The Mets are getting taxed at 110% of every dollar they spend, so – if they sign JD Martinez for 18 million, you probably spend like 40 million on the guy for one season. It's a lot of money to invest in the DH, and, and Steve Cohen's got it. But I, I understand the intrigue of sticking with Vientos. And who knows? Maybe JD Martinez will stay on the market. Well, maybe you can sign JD Martinez on a prorated salary in May because nobody signs the guy. You really don't know how all this is going to work out. And there's also the chance that 
at the deadline, you can make a trade or maybe a top prospect comes up. You know, maybe it is Drew Gilbert and he's going to start in the outfield and Starling Marte becomes a DH. He said he doesn't want to do that, but hey, if it's for the betterment of the team and you can get Marte in the lineup and he's healthy and, and he's producing, who knows? There are other options, but it really feels like Vientos or Bust to have an impact bat in that spot this season. I don't know. Maybe Stewart can tap into the power, but the more I think about his season, he obviously had a great August and beginning of September, but those numbers tailed off. And while I think the power is certainly palpable, I just, I don't think he has more pop than Vientos. So we'll see. We'll see. Sometimes it is a combination of characters that can be your DH. Maybe Omar Revias has a really good season and you're getting Alvarez in that DH spot. So you're making sure that Alvarez plays as close to 160 games as possible, which means maybe he catches 100 and he you know, starts 50 at DH. And maybe you get Pete Alonso in there for 25 games at DH because whether it's Vientos at first base or anybody else that decides or that you decide to put in that position – but maybe it is sort of a, a combination of a bunch of different guys and no one solidifies themselves as the everyday DH. But I think if you're David Stearns, this front office, right now what you are really hoping for is this 24-year-old kid that's been in the organization for eight years now can find his way to grab that spot and to break out. And I feel like there's a lot of Mets fans who are – not only pulling for Vientos, because of course you're going to pull for the homegrown guys, but that are believing in him more than Brett Beatty at this stage. And there's even, I've seen a, a kind of quiet push by some thinking that it should be Vientos as the starting third baseman. Beatty shouldn't even start there, which I don't think is going to happen. I think Brett Beatty, and I talked about it on a show last week, can go back and watch a full episode on Beatty. I believe that the former top 20 prospect in all of baseball is going to figure it out this year. Vientos was fringe top 100. He was never a guy that was consensus top 100. I don't think he ever appeared on any top 100 list outside of ours at just baseball.com. Um, but he was a guy that would be like just missed in the past. A lot of that was due to his lack of a position. I think the bat was, you know, late top 100 worthy, but of course they do project out where you're going to play. And this guy is well, probably bat only in the big leagues. At least that's what we've seen up to this point. But if you're bat only, you got to hit. And I really think he will this year. I don't know if it's going to be that top level of production. I don't know if he's going to get to an 800 plus OPS and then really shine. But I, I think you're going to get closer to league average production from Vientos and Beatty. And if you get that in these couple spots and your stars play like stars, you can still have enough, especially with an improved defense, to find your way into the playoffs and to at least know that you have some young cost controlled pieces that are big leaguers long-term right now. You can't necessarily say that those two guys can be everyday regulars in the big leagues yet. They have to go out this year and prove it. And I really hope and think that they will. Anyway, that's going to be all for today's edition of locked on Mets tomorrow's show. We're going to get to the top three or not the top three, but three prospects that had the biggest rise in the Mets system last year, similar to the show we did uh, I guess it was last week, maybe two weeks ago, on the three prospects that had the biggest dip in their value last season. Uh, so we'll go through that and uh, 
kind of close out the show talking prospects over the next two episodes. I appreciate all of you who have tuned in. If you're listening on the audio side, make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We're making a push to 8,000 subs by opening day. So appreciate all of you who subscribe. You can follow me on X at Finkelstein Ryan. Follow the show at Locked On Mets. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen and your first watch every day. Now for your second watch, head over to the first ever 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube covering everything in the world of sports. Of course, I'm talking about Locked On Sports today with our local experts from each team and our league-wide experts from each team. You can find Locked On Sports today streaming 24-7 on YouTube.